Hey guys, it's basically Tisha and thank you for joining me for my second episode. I'm so excited to share with you guys and let you know what's going on and hopefully that I can turn this into something weekly that you would look forward to listening to. So let's get started. So today is October 3rd, I believe, 2020. It is so hard to believe that it is already October. I can remember um, being, in, being um, in my house celebrating my second son's birthday on March the 11th and just getting very overwhelmed and very uncomfortable about the state of our country. Um, trying to run as fast as I can to collect whatever I needed because I really just thought that our um, whole country was going to shut down completely for about two weeks and after those two weeks we'll be back and running and back on track little did I know that life would completely change on um, March 11th and everything will be just completely different but I'm so excited that um, though we've had a turbulent or a difficult year we are still standing we are still here and October is my birthday month and I just cannot be more thrilled to celebrate my birthday this year with some new friends that I've met um, during this new venture that I'm doing with the Basic Letitia podcast. So I'm just so excited. The fun thing about this year is that one thing that I never do is try to really just celebrate my birthday. I'll mention it here and there. It's like, oh yeah, you know, my birthday is the 25th of October and I usually call it October or Christmas because it's the 25th of October. You know, Christmas is the 25th of December. But I never try to do anything. I always say, well, we should do this or we should do that. But I've learned one thing in my 40 years is that nobody can celebrate your birthday as much as you can. Celebrate your birthday for yourself. If you're happy, then that's all that matters. So this year, I'm going to celebrate my birthday myself by giving myself 31 days of gifts. And... <laughs> I know it sounds funny because I know people do like seven days of gifts or, you know, they, they prepare for that one day of gifts. But because I've been through so much this year, I reassessed my life. I changed my life for my children. So much has happened. I was like, shoot, I am worth seven entire, well, not seven, but 31 entire days of gifts. So I challenged my husband to give me a gift every day leading up to my birthday. And hopefully by the time my birthday comes, I will get a big gift. Now, <laughs> you're saying, well, what are you going to have for 31 days? Well, 31 days, well, it doesn't um, mean big gifts every day. They're like small things. So like... Um, the first day of October, I got some lip gloss. And I really wanted some lip gloss, and they had new colors in. They had these beautiful cranberry colors. Um, it was actually not lip gloss, it was lipstick. It was a matte stay 
lipstick and I wanted those um, lipsticks and they were only about $7 a piece and I got four of them and they're all in four different shades of a cranberry and then I have one neutral brown color which is amazing so that was the first day the second day I got a pair of sunglasses the third day which is today I got um, just a, a basic shirt tomorrow I'm gonna get a sweater um, Monday I'm sure it's going to be uh, another shirt I've asked for underwear I've asked for socks I've asked for bracelets bracelets are my all-time favorite thing like if I don't get anything else for my birthday and I just get 31 days of bracelets I would be so excited because bracelets are like the best to me <laughs> gift that you can give to anybody so bracelets lip gloss and sunglasses are like my go-to if I'm feeling bad if I'm not in a good mood and you say well let's go shopping and you go shopping and you buy me a bracelet I am happy oh yeah I forgot I got um, a box of cookies I like cookies too but I really want things to look back and remember that the year 2020 I actually celebrated 31 days of my birthday so <sighs> wish me the best for this year to come I'm looking for some great things to happen for me for this month and um, this particular year this birthday that's why I'm celebrating so much because you know you only live once so here's what else I've been talking about or doing has anybody caught Tamar Braxton's um, reality or I, I guess it's a docu film that she's doing on WeTV well if you have not checked it out, or if you don't know who Tamar Braxton is, Tamar Braxton is the baby sister of Tony Braxton, um, the singer. And um, I guess around 2011, the entire family garnered some attention when they decided to have a a reality television show on WeTV. <coughs> During this um, reality show, Tamar Braxton was the standout in the show because she has an over-the-top personality. And at the time that the show was starting and starting to air, her husband was her sister, Tony Braxton's um, manager. He also managed um, Lady Gaga. So they were rolling in the money at that particular time. Um, they went on to have a spinoff show, Vince and Tamar Braxton. Well, Vince and Tamar show, or Tamar and Vince. I guess it was Tamar and Vince. Um, a spinoff show. And then a couple of years after they had their only child Logan they decided to 
breakup and what a messy divorce it was. But in the process of her divorcing her husband, she met another guy from um, the area that she lived in and she started dating this guy. And to me, it was very early for her to already have left her husband and then to walk into a new relationship. And I assume that fairly quickly they moved in together and um, started to uh, be in a serious relationship. So there are a lot of hills and valleys in the relationship that Tamar has with her family and now that she has risen to the top as far as being one of the standouts in her um, in her family you know I guess when you have sisters I don't have sisters but I guess when you have sisters, there are sibling rivalries or I'm the better sister or she's the better sister or I get along with this sister better or I can get along with that. I guess. I don't know. I don't have sisters. I have two girls, though, and it's pretty much like that with two girls. But the sisters are beefing or whatever, and somebody reached out to Tamar and said, well, let's go to therapy and get you to a better place than what you are because currently I don't think Tamar is getting along with any of her sisters which is problematic so she agrees to this I, I'm thinking it's a six-part docu-series that is airing currently on WeTV on Thursday nights if you have WeTV get there and watch that show but um Watching the show, I've noticed a couple of things. A, Tamar is very hyper. Tamar is very busy. And Tamar may have too much around her to cause her not to be as focused as she could. I'm thinking, you know, when you can look out and you can peer into somebody's situation and you think, well, if all they have to do is come together and organize situations, then it could be a better situation. You know, eliminate friends, eliminate people or eliminate distractions. It could possibly be a better situation. But in the midst of watching this, the, the scene goes um, where Tamar is afraid of singing. Now, she has made two albums prior to this docuseries, but now she's struggling to get back into the studio to sing, which is crazy because she has a, a great voice. So I'm thinking, like, what is it that is causing her to fear going back to sing? So she manages to talk some producers into setting up the production at her house so that she can film and record in the same space because she was afraid to come back into a studio to actually record herself singing. So they agreed. They got there. They set up the studio in her basement. Um, it was time for her to come sing. So she decides 
Instead of singing, I'm going to cook. She cooked a five course meal. Spaghetti, macaroni and cheese, fried chicken, greens. Yeah, I'm just a number <laughs> of different foods she cooked. Invited everybody to eat. And around 11 o'clock at night, she was ready to record. I'm thinking, so these people took time out of their day. They were there from 7 o'clock a.m. They ate dinner. They sat around. She sang one line at 11 o'clock a.m. What kind of, you know, what is that? You know, just imagine if she had got herself together and was prepared to do everything. She could have laid one song down at least by noon <laughs> from 8 o'clock to noon. But, you know, that's what she did. And I'm, I'm guessing that's something that she does on a consistent basis because it seemed normal to her to run back and forth. She took the dog out. She took her baby to school. She let the baby come home from school. She took him a bath. She did homework with him. She put him in the bed. I mean, it's just a lot of things she did instead of doing exactly what she could have did at the time she could have did. I don't know. You know, soon after filming that show, Tamar was suicidal and tried to commit suicide. And when you when you look back, I don't know if people saw it at that particular time, but me looking at it now, I can see the patterns that led up to the point that led up to her being in the situation that she that she was in. I mean, gosh, sometimes you gotta eliminate people out of your life or Eliminate the clutter out of your life. I know I'm a pretty much of a loner. So I have a lot of time to think to myself. I got a lot of time to spend to myself. So I can organize my mind when I'm going to a place of possibly a low place or a sad place or a place where I feel like I don't have um, the tools that I need to survive. I can pull myself out of it because I don't have a lot of distractions around me. But people that have a lot of distractions around them and they can't take a moment to just breathe or just think or just a moment to decide for themselves how to conduct their lives, you know, I guess that could be hard for them. Hmm. I pray for Tamar. I pray that she goes to a better place. Um, that she can find some peace. I also pray for her relationships because I can see what she's seeking. And we're around the same age. She's a little older than I am. But I can see what she's seeking and I can see what she's missing. We also share something in common. We're both pastor's kids. So, you know, Tamar, if you're listening, we can talk sometime. You can call me. Um, moving on. Oh yeah, check out Tamar's show. It comes on We TV um, on I think Thursday nights. It does come on. One other show that 
I have been watching since before I got married was um, The Duggars. Do you guys know anything about The Duggars? They come on TLC. It's about a family with a lot of children. I think they have 19 children. And um, the mother and father, Michelle and Jim Bog Duggar, gave birth naturally to 19 children and when I say naturally I mean um you know like natural like they had no medical intervention to produce so many children they had a couple of twins here and there but otherwise they were single birth children quite a remarkable family because not only did they have 19 children they were a little different looking. The children, the girls never wore pants. I don't even think the boys wore shorts. I have to go back and look at that. The girls didn't really cut their hair. They did, however, wear makeup, but they chose to live this modest life, which I get. I remember um, my two oldest sons, they were younger. They went to this school and it was a Pentecostal school. And um, they didn't believe in wearing pants and makeup at this particular school. But the, the education was awesome, second to none. Um, but they didn't believe in pants and makeup. And I remember Peyton was playing baseball. He had to play baseball in long pants. And he had to play basketball, I believe, in track pants. Because the church didn't believe in wearing shorts either. It was a different, it was a very different experience for, for all of us. But the Duggars kind of reminded me of that church or that school where the kids did that and they didn't, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's what they did. I respect them for that. I have no problems with that. You know, do what makes you happy. I guess, but anyway, I guess in night in two thousand, I want to say two thousand fourteen and fifteen, there was a scandal that happened where their oldest son was accused of molesting a couple of his sisters, and they found out about it some years after it happened. So. It didn't come out in real time. It came out many years later. So, <coughs> excuse me. Came out many years later. And the sisters finally came out and told their side of the story, which was really, really sad because, I mean, molesting or molestation isn't a thing that is excluded from any family any family could experience something like this so I'm not saying because they were so modest or because they were so different from mainstream that they probably were doing this behind closed doors anyway I'm not saying that any family could do it it could be um, from the Osborne family to the Hilton family 
any family, no family is excluded from this. This is just something that happens. And I think that this is just something that happens because of sin or just because of life. That is just one of those things that happen. And we just pray that our children never have experienced it or one of our children never does it to the other child or you prepare your children or you talk to your children or whatever you do to eliminate that to happen. Something that, you know, sin produces, I guess. So the children by then were adults and they were able to talk about it and they were able to confess. Because in the initial police report, there were no names mentioned. But because they were adults, they were able to mention names. And they talked about it. And they cried about it. And that we as fans, we probably listened. I know I listened and I cried and I was upset and I wondered. I questioned like, what could have been done to have prevented this from happening? Because no child, I don't care if it's generational, I don't care, no child should have to ever experience sexual misconduct from a sibling, a parent, an older adult, until they're of age. I don't even say, just period. No child should experience any type of sexual misconduct, period. End of story. Anyway, they talked about it and um, they had a show that was on TLC called 19 Kids and Counting. The show was canceled, but the adult daughters were able to carry on a new show, which was called Counting On. And the show talked about three or well, four, wait, five, five of the first five daughters that were born. So it was Jana. She was not molested by her, her brother. Jill, who um, probably was molested and was the one that told Jessa, Ginger, and Joanna. By this time, Jill and Jessa were married and Jill had already had a baby and Jessa was pregnant when they finally told everything. And then um, Jana, who is not married, she's the only older sibling girl that is not married. And Ginger got married shortly after that and then Joanna got married at around 18 or 19, very young she got married. But anyway, they carried on the show, and one thing that um, stood out to me was how early they did get married. Most of the girls got married around 18 or before, or right after. So 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, the girls were married. And shortly after being married, they were having babies. So I assumed that they were going to carry on the things that their mother carried on. But then I was like, why would they want to? Because there are things that my mom does that I don't want to do as an adult. I mean, she's a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher. She does hair. I didn't ever want to do hair. So, I mean, 
but there are other things that my mother does that I love that she does, but there are some things that she does that I didn't want to carry out. So I thought that these children were going to be much like her and, or much like me and not carry out the things that, um, their mother did, but they started having children and then they started wearing skirts and then things started changing. Jill got a nose ring. I don't even think they had earrings prior to this, but Jill got a nose ring. Um, Je- uh, Ginger started wearing pants. She dyed her hair blonde. And then Jill left the show. And after Jill left the show, she started this YouTube thing where she just started spilling everything, all the family secrets and stuff. But one thing that stood out to me about Jill is that she said that even though the spinoff show was happening, she never got paid. So TLC was producing a show and they never got paid. So who was getting the money? So inevitably she ended up suing her father for back payment that she never received for sharing her life with the world for I would say about 10 years she shared her life and she never got a check can you imagine working and sharing your life for some years and you never get paid for doing it I'm not Another thing that I thought about the Duggars was that um, the girls were prepared for marriage. Like, as a mom, I always tell my daughters, I'm preparing you for the time when you grow up and you have your own house. Or the time when you're an adult and you have to think for yourself. But I never tell them that I'm preparing you to be a wife and a mom. Because I didn't really want to be a wife. Or mom <laughs> I didn't but I mean I guess moms prepare you for that but they were prepared solely for being a wife and a mom like they didn't go to college they went to homeschool and not the type of homeschool that I'm doing with my children where I'm actually teaching them math and English and social studies and then you know they took homeschool like whatever they wanted to learn that day kind of like a Montessori approach to homeschooling like a free thinking approach to homeschool I guess I don't know but anyway they never went to college they never stayed in a dorm room they never studied anything. They, you know, nobody got real estate license. Nobody got insurance license because they knew that around 19 or 20 that they were going to be married and then their life was going to be them and their husband. So just imagine for a minute if you were only prepared to be married and you had no preparation for anything else 
outside of being a wife and a mom. Like you had no life skills. You didn't know how to put money in the bank. Well, I guess maybe you learned that because that's part of being a wife. But I, I don't know. I'm thinking that they were basically trained to be submissive to a man. Let me tell you guys, if you guys don't know that, that's the toughest part of being married. It's the whole submission role. Because I really don't think that we got that right. You know, in our teaching, I think people think that submitting means something more than what it means anyway but I just can't imagine me not having gone to college or and still there are some things that I wish that I had experienced before I got married that I didn't experience like I wish I had bought my own house before I got married I wish that I had taken more trips by myself I wish I had taken myself out to eat more by myself. I guess I'm saying all that by myself because I don't get a lot of time by myself now. But there are things that I wish that I I had done. I wish that I had um, probably did a side business. Well, you know what? I did have a side business before I got married. But I wish I was a, a, it was a little bit more successful. Um. I wish I had more time because when I started my business, um, my side business, which I had two, but the, I had a store. When I had the store, I wish that I had taken more time to nourish it because that's a part of my life that is pretty much unfulfilled. So just imagine for once, if you were just created to be a wife, and you had no other endeavors, you had no other hobbies, how unfulfilled you would be just living life right now. I don't know. Because would you even have an identity? How would you teach your children? I don't know. I just wish the Duggar girls the best. I hope they found something to make them happy outside of doing the show because reality shows are... I don't think they're going to be forever. So I just hope that they find whatever it is that they need to find. Because I don't think that whatever they're feeling right now is going to last as long. You know, you turn 30, things change, I guess. I'm praying for the Duggar girls, especially Jill, that she finds her way. So now, can we talk about... COVID-19 for a few minutes so we made it from March to now and I know I mentioned it early on we made it from March to now and didn't we think that this was just about over it was dying down so now people are saying that we need to prepare ourselves for everybody having it it's not if I get it, it's when I get it. I mean, that's something that I'm just not going to say out of my mouth because I believe, you know, 
you speak the right words out of your mouth. You don't say things like that. So I'm not going to say if I get it or when I get it. I'm just going to try to protect myself so that I don't get it. But isn't it quite strange that prior to the debates that President Trump didn't have any symptoms or mishaps or needs of testing till now and now he has the coronavirus and not just that a lot of Republicans are infected were they all at the same place can somebody tell me can somebody call me and just tell me that they were all at the same place because how can so many people get it all at the same time are we in a new wave is this a new wave coming through that we all need to be prepared for and aware of and let's just talk about this because if it is you remember they shut down that one side of walmart you couldn't get in and you know a lot of these malls and shopping centers only have one door that you can go in and one door that you can go out so that they can trace who came through that door and who has it so just think for a minute schools are back in session it's October. People are about to have fall breaks and such. And go on vacations again. Like, is this the best time for us to go on vacations? I don't know. You know, it makes you think. It really makes you think. And and the last thing that I want to believe is that he's faking. Or that he's lying about having the coronavirus. Because I remember in February, he did say that it was a hoax created by the Democrats. And people actually believe that. I just hope that he... I hope that everybody's telling the truth. I would hate for it to be a situation where we can't believe anything that comes across. But I wish him the best. It is what it is, I guess. Um, one thing that I do want to say about this, and this is the last thought that I'm going to say before next week's show, but no matter how we feel about a person or the party that that person represents, we always have to keep in mind that that person is a real person. And though we may use our words for good or we may use our words for bad, never forget that everybody has a heart. So until next week, this is Basically Tisha. Have a good one.